What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy Newsbeat stand-up here on this gorgeous Monday, May 22nd, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Terry, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how are we doing today? I think I'm doing a lot better than you, almighty millennial. Uh, you sound like you have a cold. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood where I'm at. I just just would have killed an average man, but I am here standing up for the people. You have been absolutely busy this weekend, Stu. We have an incredible lineup for the show today. We're going to start off first up on the menu. U.S. legislators attempt to ban oil and gas exports. Yeah, this will go over really well. So Stu, we'll we'll talk all about the really it's the reintroduction of a bill, but but Stu will break all down what's going on in the Senate. Next up, quote, it's criminal. Central Wisconsin communities unite to stave off looming wind turbine industry. This is a topic we've covered a lot about. And this is now the latest example of local communities really pushing back against the wind uh, wind industry. Stu will uh, get us in here and talk about saving the birds in central Wisconsin. Next up, Tennessee Valley Authority proposes natural gas plant 122 mile pipeline for notorious seaside. This is actually a, a really interesting and great move. I think the Tennessee Valley Authority has gone ahead and commissioned a new natural gas facility to replace coal generation. I think probably the smartest way to reduce emissions right there. So we will give some props to the TVA and Tennessee um, in that segment. And then finally, California will be exploiting developing countries to achieve 1.8 million EV trucks. Really just an overview about how in order to get to their 69, 70% EVs by 2030, they are really going to have to kick up the, the the rare earth mineral and the critical mineral mining. And, and where does that come from? Well, it, it comes from it comes from developing countries. And so Stu will kind of dive into a really great article that kind of rolls over all of that. He will kick it over to me and I'll quickly cover what happened in the oil and natural gas markets. We saw natural gas up to $2.50. We have a party over here. That's exactly what we need. Um, we did see rig counts plunge though, but otherwise it was a fairly quiet weekend. Otherwise we'll let you guys then get out of here and start your Monday. Hopefully you only have a few meetings that you have to bang your head over to get through. So uh, <laughs> survive. Hopefully this makes it better guys. Before we kick this show off, Again, as always, these stories are courtesy of the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. Check out the description below. It has the links to the specific articles we're about to hear. The team does a great job of curating that and making sure that everything is there. Stu does a great job of making sure that just if you go to energynewsbeat.com, you really get the best holistic view about what's going on in the energy industry. Dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all your data and energy news combined. Get it while you still can. You It's definitely going behind a paywall at some point. So make sure you guys check it out. We love your feedback questions at energynewsbeat.com. I'm out of breath though, Stu. Where do you want to begin? Well, let's take a look here. Uh, let's start with the first one. This is this could be this is a dumpster start dumpster fire waiting to happen here, dude. U.S. legislator attempt to ban oil and gas exports. This would be a disaster. Okay. Three U.S. legislators have proposed a bill that would reimpose a ban on U.S. crude oil exports on the ground that this would benefit coastal communities, the energy consumers, U.S. energy consumers as a whole, and it will help the U.S. achieve its climate change goal. No, it will bring the economy to its knees. Let me give you a quote in here. 
oil and gas companies continue to pad their pockets at the expense of American consumers and frontline communities, all while fueling our global climate crisis, uh, Markey said. I got to go see who he was. Ed Malarkey. Oh, yeah. Senator. What a bunch of malarkey. Oh, our country. I'm so good. I love this one. Our country is due for an oil change. A ban on oil and natural gas exports overseas is a win for environmental justice for our economy and our planet. This is another example of not thinking about the second order effects. It sounds all well and good. Oh my goodness, we export 4 million barrels of crude oil a day, according to the EIA. I mean, we, you can look this stuff up, guys. I'm looking at That's it right, right now. Okay. Well, if we ban that, then we'll have 4 million barrels here at home. What, what they don't realize is the reason why we have to export that is for a few reasons lack of pipelines. And guess what? Your favorite act, the Jones Act. If we were to get rid of the Jones Act, you could very easily then navigate American crude oil from one part of the country to the other and not have to go around a pipeline. I mean, think about it. You could get crude oil from the Gulf of Mexico to California without having to import it from somebody else. But no American made ship is going to be able to do that. If all of a sudden you remove the Jones Act from the equation, this gets solved. So, again, Uh, they're not thinking about the second order effects here. And again, that's just what bothers me. This is a it's a press release. They threw out a press release on his website. Woo, we're reintroducing this act. This is, you're killing me here, guys. Hey, uh, it's even one uh, more magnitude worse than that. Third degree effects. So Uh, now we're on the third degree. Okay, we're on the third degree. And uh, even though I was a first degree black belt only, I didn't get to the second order of black belt. Now, here's, here's where it gets funky. The EPA has set up the regulations on our refineries to take the heavy crude. And we have not been able to update it. So we have the light and sweet crude. Guess what, Michael, was killed? The Keystone Pipeline, which would have brought heavy oil down from the oil field sands up in Canada, which is actually ecologically better than using heavy oil from Venezuela, Iran, Russia, and we import all that. So this is all a self and wounded foot, just like uh, going hunting with um, Cheney. This is like going hunting with Cheney and shooting yourself, except he gets you in the bahonkas. I mean, this is absolutely horrific. There's a fourth order of magnitude. It disrupts the entire global market. If you thought that the rest of the world hated us now, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because it's not just as simple as, oh, those barrels will be spent here. There's a reason why exporting exists in a in a quote unquote free market. There's a reason why goods have navigated to where they go, because it's the most efficient route possible in in, in, no pun intended. It's the most it it maximizes. It's it's where the marginal benefits equals the marginal cost. That's where goods flow to. Right. And this is not an argument of whether or not climate change or anything else. This is a fact market issue. We're not moving off of we're going to go through some of this here in a second. Yeah, I mean, we we, we all know Stu's big on climate change, so we don't need to reiterate that here. Oh, no, this is this is all (laughs) this is all market, baby. Okay, (laughs) what's next? 
Okay, it's criminal. Central Wisconsin communities unite to stave off looming wind turbine industry. Michael, this is criminal. It's some great reporting from the Epoch Times, though. I love that. Love that. Love that shop. They are. And Matt Greger, we got to give him a hat tip. He is a fantastic reporter. Central uh, Wisconsin communities are coordinating efforts to shine a light into the flickering shadow cast of looming by a wind turbine industry. This is a revolt happening here. Attorney Marty Machinen, uh told the Ep Times, Epoch Times, I've never seen our communities engage like this in my life. These yeah, companies, I thought- uh, this is from Tom Wilcox. This is critical. These companies are sneaky about it. Also uh, said Tom uh, Wilcox, also a member of the Farmland First and chairman of the town of Green uh, Grove in Owen, Wisconsin. They don't want to come right out and say how this will work. In fact, part of the reason is why people don't know this is happening is farmers have to agree to keep their mouth shut on the details of the contract. It's insane. I also love this. This month, at least 13 central Wisconsin towns have passed health and safety ordinances, setting ground rules for companies seeking to build wind turbines up to 600 feet tall and as close to 125 feet from their homes. Ah, welcome to the oil and gas business, baby. Welcome to setback rules. Oh, yeah. And uh, you and I talked about this a couple of years ago when we had really helped out some very uh, large uh, oil and gas companies. We talked that it was going to all forms of energy, Michael, didn't we? We did. No, that solution we built could very easily be rolled out to wind, solar, whatever, because these setback rules and these and these disproportionately impacted community guidelines will be rolled out to the wind and solar industry. Yes, they will. And when we talk about uh, economies of scale, we laughed last week. One of the best stories was the wind farms uh, are falling over. All the turbines are falling over. They don't last past eight years. The economics don't add up. And uh, when they hit carbon net zero at 10 years where they've paid for and solved their climate uh, worth, you know, uh, worth is at 10 years break even. But they're failing and not being profit without tax subsidies. Let's not slam wind. Let's not slam solar as an idea. Let's let the markets decide. Yeah. And we'll see how they decide. What's next? We know what Tennessee decided. Oh, absolutely. TVA. I got to love me some TVA. Uh, Tennessee Valley Authority proposes gas plant, 122 mile pipeline for notorious seaside. Uh, Let me go into this just a little bit here. In a draft environment review, the TVA compares the option of gas and solar for the Kingston site. TVA says it prefers the plan for natural gas. It's also called methane due to its main planet warming. Can't even talk this morning. Uh, ingredient because it can build gas facilities faster than it can the equivalent amount of solar capacity under its current regulatory process. There's a great map in here how it is. Michael, they forgetting nobody in the entire environment, in the entire energy sector, except a few folks are talking about the grid. It 
takes years to bring on a solar or a wind farm onto the grid. And when you do bring it onto the grid, you have to buy three times, four times, five times, no, 180 times the amount of power in order to do it because of the renewables. No, t- uh, TVA is just trying to deliver good service to their, their customers. Good for and you them. think about it. Why did they why did they go into this this review between solar and gas powered plant? Well, they have the Kingston Fossil Plant currently has some coal generation and they're retiring right. that coal generation where the worst coal ash spill occurred in 2008. So, I mean, this wasn't yes. the cleanest of all coal facilities. So no. I applaud them for going through this study. And I think it's what we've clearly talked about on the show. If you put gas and solar head to head, it's it's no competition in our opinion. And you know what you can do is just use the same infrastructure, update the boilers, update everything yep. else. And you've got a very low cost uh, to the the whole thing. Anyway, I thought it was a great. I want to just give a positive shout out to DVA for trying to do the right thing. Yep. Uh, and one last thing, the EPA last year said that we reduced our emissions uh, in the United States. Remember, we're 17 percent of the global emissions. We reduced it and all the other countries increased and we did it by, they said, natural gas. OK, moving right along. Uh, California will be de- uh, exploiting developing countries to achieve one point million EV trucks. This one frost my cookies. And Texas cookies mean a body part. So we're talking this is not good. Uh, The supply chain for minerals needed for EV batteries are dominated by China and developing countries. Uh, We know now that California Air Resources Board has banned the sale of traditional combustion trucks. That run of diesel by 2036. California now requires fully electric truck fleets recently uh, advanced clean fleets regulation phasing in and the second order of magnitude michael is the second world country and the kids in the congo and in china that we're buying uh, all of this stuff from is just hacking me off okay thank you very much um it's exploiting kids yeah it 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 it, well i think that's the issue when you, I mean, really the funny part is these electric trucks are worse than electric cars because the range is even worse. It's even a worse spend of money than it is going and getting, getting a Tesla. Oh, uh, absolutely. And now we did see that the hydrogen uh, with Ford trucks, we talked about that last week, may have the power and the energy in order to make it, but the energy and the technology for hydrogen is not there yet. I'm I'm still the jury's still out on when hydrogen can come in, but it is better than the EV for saving kids. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting on bated breath for hydrogen. Oh, your bated breath with a cold has got to be bad. OK, <laughs> uh, let's go to oil drilling plunges the most back in two years with shell producers pulling back. Michael, I'm going to really let you kind of tackle this one since this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, really, what 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 would what, what you discovered on Friday was that Baker Hughes and and Inveris dropped three counts. We declined by eleven to a total of five hundred and seventy five, which is really the biggest weekly drop since September of twenty twenty one. Mainly, we saw, and and I think the most interesting part was the pullback was in the Permian and Lee County, New Mexico, which is two of 
what are considered some of the more prolific shale plays in the country right now. And if there's any places where you can make money at lower oil prices, it's it's the it's West Texas and Lee County, New Mexico. It's pretty, you know, you throw any county in there, but really those are the places where theoretically at $40 oil, not you should be drilling, but you should be able to 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 be producing and making money. And maybe even at a $40 oil price, there are some wells that theoretically could make money. This all just to me signal something. Everyone claims they think oil is going to be a hundred, but if you think oil is going to be a hundred bucks, why are you, why are companies in the more prolific plays pulling back on rigs? Why? Why? If you think, if they actually really, if, if Scott Sheffield really thinks oil is going to be a hundred bucks, why would he not leverage his cash on hand now and leverage oil prices being at 71 and go to a rig and say, I want five rigs at, you know, I've been paying a hundred grand a day. I want 75 a day and I'll run that for the next two years. Why wouldn't he do that? I think I got two answers for you. One is the investors are uh, used to getting their money back, which is absolutely good fiscal responsibility. So they're not just willing to do that. And they are seeing some troubled times coming around the corner. We have the Biden and the Congress not talking, but in that, uh, in his discussions, he posted out capital gains taxes up to 45%, top individual tax rate at 39.6%, corporate tax rate up to 28%, 25% minimum tax rate, taxes on cause foreign uh, profits to 21%. So, you know, when you're sitting here talking about tax, you're talking about the inability for uh, them to cut spending. Who knows what the market is going to do? Yeah. So well, I think it's the third. I think there's a third option. You're not considering. Okay, cool. All of these shale CEOs lie through their teeth about how many prime drilling locations they have. Every, every <laughs> M&A deal that we see, oh, we've got over 200 high quality well locations to drill. Yeah. And it's $70 oil. You're dropping rigs. Cool. They're probably not high quality. So I'm going to throw out a third option there that they're lying through their teeth when they say, oh, we just paid a billion dollars for 600 high quality locations. We actually round. It's a rounding area. It's six. But I'm, I'm mostly being facetious. But I, I, I think it's more of they, you know, they, what they say in public is not what they believe privately. And we, we have to watch what do they do, not what do they say. I'm very big on when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. There's a lot of IR guys. That we think about all the M&A deals that we, why do you think I specifically read the comments on those M&A deals? And I say, oh, we've committed to, we've discovered over 200 optimal drilling locations. It's like, cool, at 70 bucks, you're dropping rigs. Sweet. Makes sense. No. That doesn't add up in my book. You are one of the best, how do I say this, uh, diggers on press releases for the IR guy of the week. That is your passion and you do it really well. This podcast is over 300 high quality episodes. <laughs> now, mind you, we've only put out 120. Don't actually go look at the stats, but we've got over 300 high quality episodes out there. It's the same thing. Right. All right. Rant over. Let's go into oil prices and gas prices. Get you guys out of here. Not much really happened um, on, on the oil side, really, as we as, as, as debt talks sort of pause. We, we were hoping to have an agreement coming into Friday. We didn't actually see that happen. So we did see oil tumble from around $73 down to around $71.90. Market does seem to open a little bit lower, somewhere around $71.69. So as the market opens here shortly, we will we will discover what happens there. 
you know, Fred Drone Powell came out to say that there's really no decision on U.S. rate interest hikes. It's kind of funny that, hey, Chairman Drone Powell, are there going to be, you know, you're going to raise interest rates? What do you think he's going to tell you? No, he's not going to tell you what they know. They're going to wait till the meeting comes. It's hilarious, but they got to ask the questions. So I think the one thing that would be interesting to point out, Stu, is that crude did notch its first weekly gain in a month. So on a week-to-week basis, we this is our first positive week. We really like that. I think when we look over what happened on natural gas prices, mainly just some supply cutoffs from what's going on uh, up in Alberta and what's happening um, here at home with some of natural gas pipeline shut-ins, um, just for routine maintenance, we did see prices popped about $2.59. I am skeptical that we'll be able to maintain that. But if we can see some continual supply shortcomings that could yield well, or natural gas prices, how high could they go? Who necessarily knows? And then I think we really covered the other big thing that happened on Friday really was U.S. rig counts falling. And, uh, you know, all those high quality drilling locations, unfortunately, are now screwed. <laughs> it is what it is. Stu. It is what it is. They'll they'll be there. They'll be they'll still be there at $40 oil. He'll still have the opportunity to drill all of them. So uh, you got anything well, else? Just one real question. Do you think the supply chain is easing? And do you think the inflation on the drilling is easing or is it getting worse since you're in the business? I think I think inflation on the service side is coming down a little bit because I think as okay. rig counts fall, service companies have to drop their prices in order to stimulate people. Right. I mean, because think about it. Like, you know, we, you know, I I I've we we have multiple bids out for fracks. They're all coming in lower than expectations. And nice. I mean, it, just, it just is what it is. Now, what does that mean? That means that. Service companies understand that in this pricing environment, they need to incentivize people to continue to drill, which means right. drop their prices. So it again, we you have the public perception of what, oh my goodness, you know, right. we're investing. We're getting, you know, and in reality, we're just we're just pumping money back to shareholders. And that's fine. And I'm okay with that. I right. I think there are way I'm of the mindset, Stu, that that there are very few high quality drilling locations left in America, that you've got a lot of tier two acreage left over. Obviously, there's some tier one available, but but companies aren't selling that. And if you're going to go buy that, you have to buy Pioneer. Like that's just, or you have to go buy Diamondback or go buy Crown Quest. And they're not going to sell, that's going to cost you at least 20 bills. So that's how you get tier one acreage nowadays. On the open market for the the, the, the smaller companies, the Earthstone Energies, the, the Northern Oil and Gases, you're buying tier two acreage at tier one prices. And that means you might sneak a few high quality locations in there. But right. anytime I see that stat line on a press release, I take 75% of that and just chuck it to the wall because they pump that number up. I'm just telling you how it goes. I hate to say it. Well done, Michael. It's going to be anything else. It's going to be a crazy week, especially after listening to Biden this morning in Japan. It is going to be horrific. Well, on that lovely note, guys, we'll let you get out of here. Start your week. We hope it's not too bad. We hope you don't have crazy meetings that bang your head in against the wall. But if they do, just know you'll be out here soon. Uh, grinding. We appreciate you guys checking us out. www.energynewsbeat.com for Stuart Turley. I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe.